This is Unclaimed Bands, show 66. All right, hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, uh, coming to you from the legendary Dobbs, 304 South Street in Philadelphia. And tonight's guests are Madrone. Welcome, hey! guys. Hey, what's up? What's up? Really What's glad up? you could uh, be here tonight, all the way from Virginia, mm-hmm. right? Southern Virginia, is it? It's pretty, uh, it's uh, Southwest Virginia. South, Roanoke. Southwest. Oh, okay. All right. I got, I got a cousin that lives down in Leesburg. All right. So a little That's bit, about, a little bit little north. Yeah, that, two and a half right? hours yeah. from us. Something like that. Virginia we're we're only like big. an hour from the North Carolina border. Yeah, okay. You got, yeah, you're really, okay, you're really down there. Virginia, it doesn't, you know, on the map, it doesn't look that big, but when you drive through oh, it, and huge. I have, it's like, and lots trees, of nothing. Trees. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not very. <laughs> I, I want to say scenic if you're a bird watcher or you're in the trees, but uh, or state troopers. That's very They're scenic. They're out there. Uh, yeah. Encountered that a couple times. But, uh, but anyway, uh, how did you uh, how'd you guys meet? How did you all get together as a band? We, um, I was playing acoustic shows around town, around Roanoke, and I met Joey Coleman, our drummer. Hey, Joey. Hey. And uh, <laughs> I met him at so like a metal club. Yeah. In Roanoke. And dude was like 16 or 17 and was already, already played in a couple of different bands. So we started jamming, and within just a few weeks, we were playing you know, every other day, it seemed like, at wow. his house. And uh, just from there, everything just kind of kept going. We yeah. didn't want to stop. We enjoyed it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah so that's been good. like eight we'll years. Keep going. So you guys have been playing eight years together? Yep. Eight years. All right. And for yeah. about four of those years, we were a three-piece, uh, Blaine playing bass. And, right. uh, and now we've added Dana Cox to guitar. He's been with us since November of last year. And cool. uh, and adding another guitar to the band just changed us in so many ways. It's been a lot more fun that way. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Going from three to four pieces. I don't like, like pressure, that. so <laughs> take the pressure off of <laughs> Leave me playing someone guitar else, the whole right? time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not lazy. That's just good uh, good band leadership. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yep. Difference yep. between a leader and a boss. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are buying this, right? He, he says that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If only this was videos, they could all see the bullshit faces that they just put out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, rolling eyes. Pencil them in for the video interview later, okay? Hey, and that was my first cuss word of the of the evening. We're only like oh. 48 seconds stuff. in. Oh, something like that. All right, congratulations. Yes, round of applause for that. Yeah, yep. Hey, we didn't have to go that far. <laughs> Good thing we didn't Jeez. bet on that. Damn, should have. Uh, can you, each one of you guys, can you tell us a little bit about your musical background and how, how you started? Well, I got up with these guys about six years ago, and I was playing around with a guitarist that had just joined up with Madrone, and uh, he brought me in to play some bass, fill in on a couple of gigs, and, you know, we hit it off. Went pretty good, and... Started going steady. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's, been the longest com- it's been the longest commitment of my life so far, so... <laughs> Okay. It's lasted longer than in any relationship. Yeah, so. we've seen him dump so many times since he's been in the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everybody dumps the bass player. Yeah. Well, of course. Um, I started out playing drums uh, in sixth grade, doing concert snare, and then I figured out that I liked it. And about a year later, I got a kit and started playing with bands a year after that, and then found my way to John. And we started making music. We actually ran that. to each other across a field. Yeah. That was the real story. Slow, Slow motion. motion. Yeah. Yep. Music going. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of music was playing. They were writing oh, the music. Nice. As they were. We were so happy. <laughs> yep. I marched in high school. <laughs> going to be hard to get that image out of my head later. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't wearing a Must shirt. Must drink more. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I, you know. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I can't speak, but trust me. I was actually like, pre- like almost pressured into playing um, by my mom. Yeah. She actually, you know, I was a huge music freak. Wait, 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 wait. Your mother pressured you into a band? Yeah, no, not into a band, but to actually say. play. Play. Yeah, because her, her dad was a touring um, musician in like the 60s and 70s and uh, was on RCA Records as a bluegrass guy. Jim Freeman, right? Yep, thank you. Cool. Um, so she was like, you know, you, you listen to music so much, why aren't you playing? And she put that idea in my head. So when I was 16, I was given my grandfather's guitar. And uh, I'd been just doodling around with an old guitar at my house, but it wasn't until my grandmother gave me his guitar that I wrote my first song. Oh, okay. So I, that changed my life. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. And every single Madrone song has seen its way through that guitar since then. Right. Okay, that's that's how it kind of blesses through. And, mm-hmm. Okay. And what about you, sir? We have not heard how you got involved in music. Um, well, I got my first guitar when I was about 16 and was the kind of, you know, just sat in my bedroom and played by myself for a while. And over the years, you know, just practiced a lot. And through mutual friends, I ended up making it out to a Madrone show a couple years ago and immediately was hooked and was a fan. And then we, it was back in November of last year, kind of got the call like, hey, we need somebody for this weekend. Can you can you come over and learn all the songs and fill in and have, have fun? And, mm-hmm. you know, through that weekend and just riding in the van, having fun, broing out, we uh yeah it it clicked it clicked and you know I, my my musical background I kind of follow like JD of the uh, the the Church of Hetfield so <laughs> you know we kinda, the Almighty Het yeah we kind of have have you know mutual backgrounds it clicked really well this was a lot like me because we just you know we just jumped right in and just kind of didn't look back at all you know it just it just felt really natural and it's it's been lasting it's been working really well so. That, that's always kind of the best, the best way to, here. to get in with somebody, I think. And, and I want to send a message out to all the mothers listening to this. You should do the same thing. You should encourage your children to be in bands, to play music. Well, even the the hand, like it, it, the way that I play guitar was even influenced by my mom because I'm left-handed. Okay. And I play guitar right. And she was literally saying like before she went to go get me my first guitar, she's like, you know, I was thinking, son. And that's my mom <laughs> impersonation. And she goes, I think you should use your left hand for all of the fretting. Because it's already adept at doing things because you're left-handed. I'm like, okay, I'll try it, <laughs> and it is, and it felt mo- way more natural. Even though every sports, writing, everything as was all left-handed. Yeah. guitar is the only thing that I do right-handed. Period. Oh wow! Yeah, so I love that's, you, mom. That's very cool. I wonder if that's how you know Paul McCartney's mother said, you know. No, you just played that way. Maybe he'd exactly. be better. Maybe he'd have a little talent maybe, if he finally maybe, went maybe, to the no right. No offense against bass, but maybe he'd be playing <laughs> guitar, you know, instead of bass. You know, maybe write some someone should songs. tell Paul he's been doing it wrong. <laughs> so Paul, you're, you're doing it wrong, dude. <laughs> <sighs> the Beatles could have been better. <laughs> <sighs> you guys didn't put out enough hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to ask you guys are working on a, a new album. And uh, with, I, I'm assuming you're, while you're, you're already working on you've got the songs mm-hmm. written, but how, uh, how does this album, your approach to it, differ from your last one, Karma Catastrophe? Um, I would say that the idea with the majority of the record is, on Karma Catastrophe, it showed everything that we did within each song. You know what I mean? Like some song is definitely a ballad, some song is definitely like a more metal era of mm-hmm. the band and so forth, whereas this record... Genre or anything else means nothing to us. It just means, is it a good song? Does it sound like Madrone? Mm-hmm. And it should encapsulate everything that we do as a band. Okay. You know, and um, 
I think that we're we're able to reach that so far. And we're also checking all egos and all preconceptions of what we've done as a band at the door when we've been recording this too, because we've really pushed the limit as far as different instruments, writing the songs on a, like an iPad keyboard before I even brought it to a guitar, just to think about chord progressions we've never done before. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be the best thing we've ever released. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. That sounds like you're taking a uh, definitely different uh, approach to the, to the direction of it. Um, I was wondering, uh, before we listen to um, the song Karma Catastrophe, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about the song and, 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 you know, about writing it and what it's about? Well, actually, that was one of the last songs written for the last record. And that was one of the first times that I I'd really thought to myself of, like, I want to write a song that does everything that Madrone does. Like, I want there to be a really melodic, heartfelt part. I want it to be heavy. I want it to be catchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, yeah. um, Absolutely. Actually, going back to when we were talking about my grandfather's acoustic guitar, the song is about my grandfather um, because he died in 74 in a real tragic way. I never got to meet the guy, you know, and for him to be as like accomplished a musician, I can only imagine like how that would have, you know, changed my life. But also, yeah. I mean, it affected my family very much. I mean, with him having my mom as a daughter and two other daughters and so forth. But uh, the idea was that if karma is this big machine in the universe, then sometimes a machine you know, skips a beat and has a misfire. You know, your your car will do like a, a backfire yeah. because it's not running the right way. And what if karma did that and it took out the wrong guy? Mm-hmm. So wow. that's where the word like karma catastrophe, you know, came from. So the, uh, and the apocalyptic uh, replications from that. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we take a listen? You know, real, real light, real, real happy song. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I can picture the music video with daisies. And yeah, we'll go back to the sound of music. Yeah, running right. across the field. Exactly. All right. Uh, this is Karma Catastrophe by Madrone.
right, that was Karma Catastrophe by Madrone. Uh, where can people get your music at? What's what's the best place? iTunes, Amazon, Bandcamp, MadroneOnline.com. We're on like 40 different online retailers. Wow. But of course, um, you know, if you go to our website, MadroneOnline.com, if you find Madrone on Facebook, uh, Madrone Band is our hashtag on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find our show dates. And we are playing, I mean, we do about 150 to 200 shows a year. So we will come new, near you and you can come get our CD from us at a show. So. All right. Sounds we good. also like to give away a lot of free music too. So we've uh, like House of Ghosts, yeah, um, which is actually a song that's going to be on the next record. It's going to be okay. kind of a remixed, newer version of the song. But mm-hmm. that's a free download on our Facebook page. So if you go see us on Facebook, you can get that song for free. All right, but everybody. if you want to spend ninety nine cents, you can also do that on iTunes. Well, support the band yeah. absolutely. If you can't, if yeah. you can't, people out there, then they understand. That's why they put it that way. But if not, you know, hey, ninety nine cents, you know, cheaper exactly. than a bottle of Coke or something. Go right. support a band for God's sakes. Keep the music coming. Uh, I want to get into asking you about your writing process. In your bio, J.D., you said that uh, you know within a week of getting your grandfather's guitar, you, you wrote your first song. Does the writing process still come as easy for you guys, and, and how does that dynamic work with the whole band? A lot of times I'm sitting in my house with an acoustic guitar, and you know I'll find like a vocal melody first. Usually like the, the idea of like what kind of song it is or what kind of feeling mm-hmm. comes first, and I'll do like a really, really rough, skeleton of the song and a lot of times I'll you know with the iPhone record a really bad recording of it and send it to the guys and then they come and make it this big massive thing they take um, over and kind of and yeah, there's been a lot of times too that they've had other ideas or either beats that Joey's had before or thoughts that Blaine will have of like he'll hear the demo and say that you know hey we should go back to this thing after this and so forth so it um it helps for me to write on an acoustic first so I have like an idea of where I want to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the guys just build the whole house up from there. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, I, uh, this is a, something that I, I try to get to understand what be, people think of their own band and everything. So this question is for each one of you. If you were stuck in like an elevator for 20 seconds with someone you never met, what would you tell them to like convince them to listen to your band? For me, really, each of the songs, I mean, there's something for everybody in across all of our songs if you you know take the time and listen to it you're gonna find something that you like I, I every song that I listened to back you know before, before I joined the band I could I even was thinking about my friends of like well this guy would like this song hey this guy would like this song and even though they like two completely different genres of music I you know there's something for everybody I knew those two guys so I wrote those two songs for them yeah actually yeah okay, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you I, I would say that if if you like music that isn't bullcrap, then you could you could get through some Madrone songs. Cool. Because, I mean, it's just... I'm picturing the sales pitch in the elevator yeah, right now. No, there's just no way to really make people understand in 20 seconds, like, yes, I go out and travel and play and, and work hard and do all this stuff and record uh-huh. long nights. There's no way to just kind of... It gets harder to kind of make people realize what being in a band is really like. True, true. The sort legit of card? yeah. It, okay. They they sort of think that, you know, if you get a record deal, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're huge. <laughs> it's like, well, there's a lot of bands that don't have record deals that are way bigger than yeah. than bands that have that have been dropped or for various reasons or whatever. And what would you tell people to, if you could convince them to listen to your band? Probably something along the lines of the quality. We take a lot of pride in our recordings. Mm-hmm. We don't put out stuff that sounds cheap, or when you cut it up, it's a lot of fuzz. So that's why it takes a little bit more time for us to release things because we want it to be released correctly. All right. 
All right, that's good. Good sound answers. You didn't threaten anybody in the 20 seconds to get them to listen to your music. That's yeah. good. That's a plus. <laughs> You know, no violence. Uh, everybody lived, and they're you going to go listen. on and listen to your music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That comes if they refuse every twenty seconds. That, then okay, <laughs> now the truth comes out. Well, okay. They also know who you are and where to find you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, cornered in an elevator, exactly. And and of course, you know, uh, you threaten me. Mm -hmm. Got to hide the bodies. Um, you guys have have a video out for your single uh, House of Ghosts. Uh, which you mentioned is going to be on the new album. Yep. Uh, where did the idea come for that? Uh, I mean, I like the video myself. Thank you. And where was it shot at? It was shot in two different hotels that are actually connected by this really weird, like, underground walkway mm. in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's what I was going to ask you about. I saw that. I'm like, man, that's really yeah. long and kind of It was so neat. And, and we didn't even ask, like, permission to film it that day. Yeah. So there was, like, this big karate championship going on and then, like, some type of other, like, military convention. So there was either, like, these, like, awesome 90-year-old vets or, like, 13-year-olds karate chopping, like, in the building while we were filming that, <laughs> which was kind of funny. It was, like, completely ran the gamut. But, no, it was an idea that um, I had kind of brought to the director, Justin Reich. Mm -hmm. And actually, and that guy is phenomenal. If any band is looking for a music video, Justin Reich is with the Antimatter Studios, and he's actually now Zach Wilde's videographer. So oh, he wow. goes on tour with, all, with him um, all over the country and just did Zach Wilde's new video, too, um, that's coming out in a couple months. Um, but no, we just kind of had this idea of like, if, because it doesn't actually say that the girl that's in the video is a ghost. Yeah. So the ghost is very like, a ghost can be anything. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's a memory, it's a feeling, you know, it's a longing, th those types of things. So um, he took that idea and then ran with it because there is a lot of really, really interesting symbolism that we didn't even really talk about in public. You know what I mean? That's within yeah. the video. Like, if you look at the note at the end of the video and the fact that it doesn't show what it says because there isn't anything on it. Gotcha, there's there's gotcha. a lot of stuff. If you, if you watch it and drink yeah, a bunch of beer, definitely you'll, you'll probably pick up on it. check it out and look at it a couple <laughs> different times. Yes. And you don't have to play the you know dark side of the moon over it while you're no. watching it to yeah. get anything special out of it. It does not sync up to Wizard of Oz, actually. No. Okay, well, that's we, we tried our damnedest. Caddyshack, though, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, actually, and while, while we're at it, since you give that shout out to the director, who was the girl that was in it? Um, I did, had never even met her until that day, and what was really funny is, um, I can't remember her name. It's Katie. It's okay. Katie. Katie. Lovely Katie. Sorry. That's all right. Just figure we're giving credit where credit's due. Yeah, well. and she was a model down in North Carolina, mm -hmm. and I was really sleepy when we were in the studio, and when she came in, I honestly thought that she was um, Zoe. Zoe Deschanel when she first came in. I was like, whoa, how did Justin get Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't her. <laughs> I could see it a little She's bit still really watching awesome. that video. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't, uh, why don't we take a listen to um, House of Ghosts? Awesome. Sound good? All right. This is House of Ghosts by Madrone. When love decides to
right. That was House of Ghosts. Uh, for everybody listening, where's the best place to keep in keep in contact, find out where you guys are playing at, what you're doing, what's what's new and unusual? Madroneonline.com. That's the best place? Best place. It's got links to everything else? People need it? Everything. Sweet. Like the way you keep it all in one place. Yep. Yeah, you can find links to our individual Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, Instagram, everything, as well as, you know, all of our shows, music videos, songs, you know, whole nine yards. Nice, yeah. nice. Good Lots of selfie pics on the Instagram on Blaine's page. <laughs> Selfies Selfie. for days. <laughs> JD's incredible cooking skills are also on display. <laughs> Recipes, I like yeah. it. Okay. I cook a lot. Th- that's No, it's good. That's, that's good. You're offering, you know, uh, extra value add to people. Yeah. Content is the biggest thing that people do not think about when they put stuff together, and you guys have clearly yeah. taken care of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the day Instagram went down, I called JD and I said, quick, describe what you're eating to me. <laughs> <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is another question for each one of you, okay? Uh, what was the first record you ever bought with your own money? Green Day's Dookie. Okay. Very distinctly remember that one because my parents had no idea what they let me buy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was garage, day, garage Days from Metallica. Okay. The first one. Uh, all right. And I was like five. You were five when you bought that one. Yeah, my mom got it for me. Again, back to mom. Oh yeah, well, hey, you know, gotta she love didn't that. know that it had like a lot of cussing and. They never do. Yeah, last caress and the misfits on it. <laughs> my mom made me buy my sister a copy of Insync No Strings Attached because I broke hers. Of the first CD <laughs> I ever technically right, paid right, for. Right. Well, that doesn't really count unless you listen to it. Why too. did you break it? Because she played that thing all the fucking time. Wow. It was so annoying. So, what was the first one you bought for yourself? Uh. The next album by them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was actually Will Smith. Will Smith? Oh, was, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think it was Willennium. Uh, oh, all right, yeah. all right. And you um, saw? Mine would be Tool Undertow, actually. Okay. Got it from one of my buddies for three bucks because he thought it sucked and he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well said. And where is he now? DJ. Multi-millionaire. DJ. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess he knew a little something. So I saw recently you guys were selected to play at the uh, Dewey Beach Music Festival. Is that the uh, first time you guys have been down there? Uh, it's actually going to be the first time performing. Um, we were chosen to play it last year, and uh, due to uh, a death in the family, we didn't get to make it Ooh. last year. Oh, um, sorry. The only times we've ever uh, canceled a gig, so we're really excited to go there this, this time. So I can't wait. Do you, got, you guys going to be attending the panels and stuff yes, like that? Yes, absolutely. Good. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of fun down there, a lot, a lot of good information. Okay, bring your drinking card, okay, <laughs> and enough money for bail. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be down there as well. Nice, too, so awesome. That's why we know it's it's so much fun. But um, so, what uh, what what's next for Madrone? What do you guys got coming up? We uh, have a Kickstarter going right now that we started um, just a little less than two weeks ago. Um, it's the first time we've done a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know fan funding, uh, crowdsourcing for our next album. Oh, uh, we've all right. done demos already of about nine songs, but and I'll say even too that the demos that we've done already sound better than the last record <laughs> okay and that's no joke and i think sometimes you know a song that means something is really fucking easy to record mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I so understand we're, it. we're looking to raise ten thousand dollars we're already at seventy two hundred 
Nice. So we, we don't have much more to go, but every single dollar counts. And we have all kinds of incentives. I mean, 10 bucks gets you the album before it comes out as a digital download. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, if, if you're planning on hopefully supporting us again by getting the record, if you go ahead and pre-order it now, you're going to help us make, yeah, make the a record. record. right? So, And we, we've got all kinds of different things on there. And it's been amazing, the support that's come and, out. And how long does it run until? Uh, it runs till September 15th at 5.20 p.m. Okay, great. It's a Sunday. Well, people, if you want to support this band, this is what you do. Okay, you go on uh, links on the website, right? Madroneonline.com. All right, go there and uh, support the band. Give a little, okay? Right Don't support those Hollywood. I want to make a movie because I'm rich and I want to spend my own money, motherfuckers, okay? <laughs> support a real band, okay? And, and not an artist that's backed by some studio and a, and a corrupt union and stuff like that. Support real people. Uh, and make sure that you uh, you contribute to this because, uh, I mean, I love the music you guys Thank did you. on your last album. I love uh, the, the new single. Um, can't wait to see you guys play tonight. So, um, you know, guys, uh, thank you for taking time to do this thank interview. You. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to seeing us play tonight. Let's do okay. it. So, uh, hey, everybody, until next time, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Make sure that you uh, check us out again and come back to unclaimedbands.com for other, uh, other great bands and other great interviews. And, uh, guys, once again, everybody, this has been Madrone with us. Thank Woo! you. Yeah. Statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.